Is it ready?
Welcome to our Sunday morning service. We'll be served this morning by Bob Joshua. We'll open our service at song number 159.
have we have needed for our temporal life, but also for our spiritual life of faith, that we can, even this morning, with the small flock gathered here, gather to hear and gather those crumbs of grace that come from heaven. Dear Father, we pray and ask that you would remember those who are unable to be gathered here with us. And you would comfort and uplift. And that you would continue to allow your spoken word to reach out and comfort us as children of God. Dear Father, we have many reasons to thank you for all the joys and that you have blessed into our lives and even those trials which often even bring us closer to your holy face. Your Father, remember us and we ask and pray even on behalf of our countries that we live in that you would give guidance and wisdom to our leaders and dear Father, above all blessings, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whom thou sent into this world as that perfect sacrifice, who took upon himself the sin debt of the world, suffered and died and rose victorious over death and hell, so that we also may one day reach the shores of heaven. Dear Father, we enclose all our prayers in that prayer that your Son has taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We have recently, now in these, in this past while, celebrated Advent and Christmas and 
also Epiphany in the church calendar, the themes. I've also <clears throat> been centered around the birth of our Lord Jesus and and the events of that time and how also we heard even last Sunday about baptism and we remember how our Lord and Savior was also baptized and then it leads to this on Sunday, the second Sunday after Epiphany, which the theme speaks about how Jesus reveals his divine power. And the gospel text for this Sunday comes from St. Luke, from its fourth chapter. And it marks the beginning of Jesus, of his public ministry. And I'll read from the fourth chapter, verses 14 through 
after he had been baptized, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where Matthew has recorded of the in, in detail that those temptations that our Lord and Savior faced. And I think this 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 uh, <coughs> these temptations of Jesus that that Jesus faced have been even recorded here for in scripture <coughs> for us. And it's significant that we understand that our Lord and Savior was who was God in the second person was also born of flesh and blood. And he faced the same temptations that you and I face as he grew up and endeavored on this earth. And I think it, it teaches us and gives us a good example as to how we even fight temptation in our life. We, we know, as, as Scripture even says, I believe in the book of Hebrews, huh? that he was tempted in all points like us, but he did not sin. And if we remember even those temptations, and we see how <coughs> Jesus even fought against the tempter using God's holy and precious word, quoting scripture even to to fight against the enemy of souls. And thus too in our lives we also can use that scripture. The holy word of God teaches us to battle against the enemy. But we are different from our Lord and Savior in this way that we always fall into sin. Even those those and so easily even just in thought, not only in deed, but in thought or alone transgress. This is why our Lord and Savior There's something in the way there. came into this world to suffer and die on our behalf. And we can go to the fountains of grace to hear the message of the gospel, which frees us from those burdens that beset us on the way.
this portion of scripture then that has been recorded for this day and speaks about the uh, beginning of the work where Jesus reveals his power, his divine power. I was thinking even before the the, uh, the events of that are recorded of Jesus' public ministry, there are those um, places in Scripture that even before these happenings reveal of his power. For example, when he was there in the temple at the age of 12, and people were astonished at at the word, at the words, his questions and answers. But here in this this uh, text, we see how it is God's time that Jesus began to speak publicly and to do all the miracles and um, and all all his uh, teachings that we today yet wish to endeavor to follow. And as our text began that it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about so before he came back to Nazareth in, into the city where he grew up, his fame was already spreading and how he taught in their synagogues and he and was glorified by all. All their people were amazed at even the gracious words that came from our Lord and Savior. And then this text centers around the time when he returned to that hometown of Nazareth where he grew up. And we know the people there in that town would have known Jesus even at the end of our text, it said, is, is not this Joseph's son. But there in his hometown, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and then he opened the scriptures and spoke about that prophecy that Isaiah spoke of. Thus Jesus was reading those words and that prophecy was fulfilled. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So now was God's time for him to fulfill all those prophecies of old and how there even in the beginning of time that promise was given by God that Jesus would come to save the world from sin. And when we read that verse that is recorded here, this is exactly what the scripture then records in the following um, events of Jesus' life, how it was a message of salvation. Jesus came into this world to save sinners from eternal damnation. He came to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach deliverance to the captives, those who are buying themselves to be sinful, the door to salvation is through the blood that Jesus shed on our behalf. And it is found here upon this earth in the kingdom of God. This is where the doors can be opened. And thus, Jesus, in his uh, time here upon this earth, spent that those um, years of preaching to help those that were lost, to help those who were seeking peace for their conscience. And it was often met with with uh, our people did not wish to hear this message of grace that came from God, from Jesus. And we know this even Jesus has said said even when he was preaching that that um, After church, that those who are whole do not need a physician but those that are sick and thus it is even yet today that people wish to build their life upon the righteousness of man and not the righteousness of our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. But we see this this picture of how Jesus did many miracles and he healed many uh, people, those that were blind, those that were sick. And it is a picture of the forgiveness of sins that opens the way to heaven. And this this um, this message did not die when our Lord and Savior was crucified there on the cross. But sins can still be forgiven here yet today. And Jesus himself prepared this kingdom here upon earth. And during his time was preparing his own to continue that work, that important work of repentance and forgiveness. And he left it with his own. And this is scriptural. We know that many at the time of Jesus did not think that Jesus was the Savior, but rather, even as our text said, that is not this Joseph's son. There's a portion of Scripture, I believe, and recorded in Matthew that speaks of a time in in the life of Jesus when Jesus asked his disciples that who do people think that I am? And if I can find this please yeah, it says here in the 16th chapter of Matthew that Jesus asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So they did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. But then we see that preparation even of, of, of the keys to the kingdom of God in Peter's confession when Jesus asked him that, asked the, the disciples that, but whom do ye say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, 
but my Father which is in heaven. Thus it requires even faith, faith of the heart. And Peter's confession was, was one that came from the Spirit of God which dwelt in his heart. And then, and then Jesus then speaks further, saying, I, I, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so Jesus is referring to himself as that foundation, that firm rock on which the church was built. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Here is the building of that, that kingdom of God, which is built upon that foundation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the merit work he did on our behalf. And he says that I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Here was the promise of the keys. And thus God's work of loosing people from their sins would continue. And we remember how Scripture records then when Jesus arose after his death and appeared to the disciples behind those closed doors. He breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted. And whosoever sins ye forgive, they are forgiven. And this is the simplicity of our faith. And this is how sinners are uh, confined God's kingdom. They find that the keys to the kingdom are, are in the in the house of God. Amongst his children, Jesus has uh, set it up this way. It goes even contrary to the mind of man that someone other than God can have this power to forgive sins. But is this not even the power of God? through the Holy Spirit which was given and is given to his own, that Holy Spirit that dwells in his kingdom. And so to many it is a, when thinking with the mind, does not, does not compute 
But through eyes of faith, we trust and believe what Scripture has recorded, that sins are preached forgiven by the power of the Holy Spirit, which dwells in the hearts of believers. And thus this word of God continues to be spoken yet today through the mouths of faulty and sinful ones. Not in the power of man, but in the power of the Spirit. In this we can trust and believe. And the Apostle Paul even speaks of this matter in this way when he writes to the Corinthians, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And thus it is that this that God's word is spoken through faulty humans who are here speaking in much weakness and in fear and in trembling and not with enticing words but simply speaking that message of forgiveness thinking of this duty of speaking God's word and even reading scripture, these different portions of scripture that are recorded. I myself feel my own weakness and sinfulness and ask, can I hear that gospel? to believe with you and also to be obedient to this call. And we can, even as servants, 
preach this word with that joy in our hearts. That our names are written in the book of heaven. And it's a comfort even when serving to be in the love of God's congregation where that spirit dwells. And that spirit is a spirit that does not err. This this message of preaching was there then established in this new covenant time of grace by our Lord and Savior. And we see how even in 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 Jesus' hometown, how after he spoke about himself from Isaiah, how he how how the people there they wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. But yet if we read further down in this chapter, they became offended with Jesus and cast him out of that his own hometown. This is how God's word is. The the writer to the Hebrews speaks of it as that two-edged sword. And thus God's word either heals or it offends. For it is it is a word that cuts deep into the heart of people. In Hebrews it says that for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Thus it is the nature of God's word that reveals the sinful heart. It, but yet it is a message of grace that can lead one from the bondage of sin. And with a penitent heart, one can hear that message of the gospel and the shackles of unbelief and sin can be washed away in the name and blood of 
Jesus. And also for us as children of God, often the word touches us and reveals our own sinfulness. And this is why we even need to hear that message of the gospel over and over. That we may remain in faith, endeavoring to fight the good fight of faith until we can lay down our travel staff and reach the shores of heaven. And so this morning, dear brothers and sisters gathered here, and those of you who may be listening on the internet, this message of the gospel belongs to you. And however you find yourself this morning, you can uplift your heart and believe that all of your sins and your doubts are forgiven in Jesus' name and precious atonement blood. And you can believe this message unto peace and freedom and joy. It is such a message that can lift us and comfort us and remove those burdens. And you are free to to believe that in the complete absolution work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Often the enemy is quick even to cast those doubts into our hearts that are my sins truly forgiven. You can believe that when you hear that message that your sins are truly forgiven. God in heaven wishes to forgive. And this is why he sent his son to suffer and die on our behalf. And this is why he left the keys to the kingdom of God here upon this earth so that we can continue to hear that precious message. So be comforted, be uplifted, and believe that sins are forgiven in Jesus' name and precious blood. It pays to believe. One day these trials and and difficulties and the burdens of this uh, life and the sin and doubt we experience will be forgotten when we reach the shores of heaven 
faith will change to seeing and we can forevermore be with God in heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and with all the former saints who endeavored battling against the threefold enemy and have reached the shores of heaven. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us close this service in the Lord's benediction. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make His face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up His countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Song 
Any donations for today's service can be made online at outlooklochurch.org. There is also a donation can in the entry. Our service will continue this evening at 6.30. We'll close our service with song number 540. Boy, I thought they do have. Yeah, they do have church. Disconnect the um, speaker.